Okay. Um, I want to address spiritual communication. And I would like to also touch on uh, spirits or ghost, as some people would understand it. <clears throat> now, I do understand that some people have had, if you will, these uh, unfortunate experiences with spiritual beings or have had experiences like demonic possession or maybe the presence of a spirit or an evil spirit, so to speak, in their life or their home. And they have maybe had some pretty bizarre and unexplainable things happen. Okay. And I get that. But I also believe that there are some people, well, I won't say I believe, also realize that there are some people that don't believe in spirits. They don't believe in ghosts, as they put it. And they think that it's just a bunch of hogwash, if you will. Okay. Um, and I'll... I'll say that, I'll say this to that, to answer that. Well, do you really, well, let me ask this question. When it comes to the spirit realm, other spirits, other beings, okay, other life forms, if you will. Do you believe that it's only us here? Or do you believe that it's only us in this vast universe? That we are the only civilization, so to speak, in existence? Do you believe that it's only humans on this one particular planet called Earth? Is that what you think? Now, yes, there are, uh, of course, lots of people that believe in spirits and they believe in aliens and other life forms and other civilizations and things of that nature, of course. But I, I do also realize that there are some that don't believe that. For them, it's just, it's fantasy for them. They don't, they don't um, accept that. It's not real. They believe that those things are just something that's in a person's mind. It's not real. And honestly, okay, let's say that it was. Let's just say that it was just us. In this, <laughs> this huge, this vast universe. Let's just say it was only us human beings, if you will, so to speak. Okay. Then <laughs> someone or something has a lot to account for, honestly. Someone has a, a ton of explaining to do, if it's only just us here.
Now, I want to say this. And for me, this is very important because I don't get this. And basically, this is going to be me taking the logic of most human beings and literally flushing it down the toilet. Literally, okay? Now, it is to my understanding that there are a large percentage of people that would say, honestly, that they are afraid of spirits. They would say that they are afraid of things that are not uh, human, things that do things that don't resemble mankind, things that do not resemble us physical, tangible human beings. And for the most part, they are afraid of it. They believe it to be hostile. Um, they believe that if it is here, that it shouldn't be here. It doesn't belong. That it is invading our planet, if you will, our world, and that it or they, however you want to categorize it, they should be done away with, or that, or maybe they shouldn't be here. Okay, and so basically, like I've said, people are, if you will, are terrified of things that are not human. Things that are not of our nature, if you will. And so I have a huge problem with that, honestly, because now I'm sure a lot of you are going to say I'm going too far. Or you might even say, well, that's ridiculous. I'm just being anal. But I don't see it that way, because. If you are going to make that type of distinction, distinction where you say you are afraid of things that are not human, you're afraid of spirits or, or aliens or anything that does not resemble human nature, that you reject it automatically, then you, you should be very specific when you say things like that. Like you are afraid of what? You are rejecting what exactly? Be specific as when you pinpoint particular things. I accept this, but I don't accept that. And to my understanding, it, it, it looks as if from the collective perception of humanity, you are generalizing everything that is not of human nature. I'm afraid of any type of spirit. I'm afraid of anything that is not of human nature or of humankind. You don't, you're not very specific. And so, again, this is why I have a huge problem with what with what with what you're saying. I disagree with your declarations. I disagree with the things that you are saying. So, OK, you are afraid of any and everything that is not of human nature. OK, so then why is it that most of you have a dog? Why is it that most of you have a cat or fish? Or a bird, for that matter. Now, you said you are afraid of anything that is not human. Of course, here it comes. All of the comments, all of the whatever. Dave, well, that's not what we mean. We didn't mean it like that. We're not talking about that. But wait a minute. That's what you said. 
according to collective consciousness, according to humanity as a whole, they are in total disagreement with anything that is not of human nature. Where dogs are not human, cats are not, birds, fish, Jesus Christ, the list goes on of so many different species, so many types of existence and consciousness of things that are not human, so to speak. And yet most of you have them either as pets or you have somehow what in one way or another have accepted them as for what as they are. Okay. Regardless of whether you think I'm being anal, or I'm just being ridiculous, or that's not what we meant, you then, like I said before, then you should have been more specific in what you what you're saying, because you said you're afraid of everything that is not human. But what if I told you? Because most people say that they are afraid of spirits. They are maybe afraid of aliens. Okay. What if I told you you are the aliens? You are the spirits. Because we don't have a physical body. What do you think we are? You think that we are physical, tangible human beings? We are spirits. You are a spirit. So to say that you are afraid of a spirit, well, then you are afraid of yourself. You are a spirit. Demonic possession. Here is my problem with it. Now, I'm not going to deny anybody's experience, but I'm just going to tell you how I feel about it. When it comes to demonic possession on a energetic level, okay, on a conscious level, on a spiritual level, if you will, more so on a spiritual level, if you will. Basically, what you are telling me is that some non-physical essence, non-physical being has taken over something else that is not, that is not non-physical and is controlling this non-physical thing, so to speak. Because think about it. Remember what I just said. In order for a demon, if you will, to take possession of something or someone, if you will, it needs a host. Okay. Now, most people will say that demons don't possess, if you will, they don't possess things. They possess people. But guess what? There are no people to possess because there is no physical realm. According to quantum physics, there is no physical realm. So you are possessing people. What people? What people are you possessing? Are you possessing? Are you referring to the character, the avatar? Are you taking control over a person's avatar, their their character? Think about it. If you're playing a video game, okay, and the controller is in your hand, and let's say your friend walks in, and they snatch the controller out of your hand, and they start controlling your character, your avatar, playing the game. Would that be a form of possession, or as most of you would know it, would that be a, a form of demonic possession? Is it safe to say that your friend who just walked in 
has taken possession of your character by snatching the controller out of your hand. And so now they are controlling it. So your friend being the demon, quote unquote, has now taken possession of your character and is now, if you will, think about this now, think about it, and is now forcing your character or your avatar against their will to do things that they normally would not do. Is that what you're saying? Because it's pretty much the same thing. We are not physical beings. So if you are not referring to that, then what are what what exactly are you referring to? That's how I feel about demonic possession. You're possessing what? You're taking control of what? Because that would honestly, in my opinion, that would be that would be the only illogical scenario that could possibly make sense to a spiritual being consciously is that you have somehow you are playing a video game the controller is in your hand and it was snatched away by someone else and now they are controlling your character think about it but think about it we are not the character we are not the avatar we have the liberty, we have the control to customize our character as we see fit, but we are not the character itself because the character is nothing but programs and codes. Seriously. We, on the other hand, are consciousness, infinite, formless, shapeless consciousness. We are forever we are eternal. We are immortal. We don't have a physical body. So demonic possession, is it actually real? Is it tangible? Think about it. Is it viable to really think that some demon is taking control of your body? But I understand that now, for me to share this type of information, I am very much aware that, or or should I say, I have I have already taken into account that there are a great deal of people who still believe this theory that we are physical, tangible human beings and that demonic possession is very possible based on that perception. So I understand. I get it. Because if you believe and if you accept that yes, I'm a physical, tangible human being, and we are very much possible and very receptive to demonic possession. Yes, I believe that. Then that is the experience you are going to have based on that analysis, if you will. Okay? So, but like I said, I don't want to touch too far into demonic possession because for me, like I said, it's... It's not what people actually think it is. And when you understand that, again, I sound like a broken record. When you understand that we are not physical, tangible human beings, then it is utterly ridiculous to ever think that a non-physical being can take control of another non-physical being and control them and to force them to do things against their will. Think about it. We're spirits. 
we are one in the same type of spirits. So basically, there's one version of me. Well, there's multiple version of, versions of me, okay? And so I'm going to pick one of these many versions of me, and I'm going to take control of it. And I'm going to force one of these many versions of me to do something against its will, to do something, to force it to do something that it normally would not do. Well, on an energetic level, on a spiritual speaking level, that makes no sense. Because we are one and the same. I don't get that. But anyway, um, I'm going to go into something else. Like I said, for those that, for those people that are afraid of spirits, and for those that have this theory, because again, I've already taken into account that we still have people that think that, yes, we are physical, tangible human beings. And so, um, because they believe this, because they accept this, they are very receptive to anything that's on that frequency of demonic possession or uh, them being a physical being and being receptive to some type of paranormal activity happening, if you will. They're receptive to that. They accepted that. That's the frequency they're on, okay? Um, and speaking of which, the spirit, spirits, spirits, okay? I lost my point what I was going to say. Okay, um, here's what I was going to say. Now, there are some, in my opinion, some very overly religious people that will say that it is bad to communicate with other spirits. And they basically would say that if you're not communicating with God, that it's a horrible thing. And that for the most part, you are probably communicating with an evil spirit or a dark entity, and God does not accept that, and you're probably a devil worshiper, or you're, you're, um, you're associating with demons, and that's horrible, and God is not with that. Okay. Well, again, let's, uh, let's pretend on a hypothetical sense of things for a second, okay? So let's pretend that we are actually physical, tangible human beings. Okay. Now let's say my grandmother died. Okay. And so basically you're telling me that it is absolutely horrible that I am communicating with my grandmother who has passed on. And God is basically going to sentence me straight to hell because I'm communicating with the spirit of my grandmother or my father or my whoever they were to me. And for those are for those that are, again, uh, fanatics and overly religious, holy, righteous people of the church would say that, well, that's bad. You're only supposed to talk to God. Now, I'm not saying that every religious person thinks like this, but there are a large percentage of them that do. So basically. I am not allowed 
because of what I am not allowed based on what the church has declared and dictated. I'm not allowed to communicate with the spirit of my grandmother or a friend or family or whoever based on what the church has said or according to the church based on what the Bible says. Really? But it was my grandmother, so I can't talk to them. Why not? You talk to God, don't you? Because here's the thing. Here's my problem. Spiritual communication is spiritual communication. Whether you are talking to God or you are talking to whomever. Okay? Now, let me say this. Because, honestly, you don't really want to get into this whole ordeal of something being good or bad. You really don't want to take it there. And the reason why you don't, because, honestly, most of, if not all... Of your world leaders, your successful people, okay, have utilized the means of spiritual communication to obtain their wealth, to obtain their status, okay? Think about this. Like I said, we're still pretending here that we are physical, tangible human beings, okay? You have world leaders, you have successful people, you have these overly wealthy people that will tell you some, not all, some will only, some will tell you, but not all of them will tell you, but some that would be actually willing to be open with your body and tell you the truth. And they'll say, hey, you know, uh, the reason I was able to obtain all of this money, all of these billions of dollars was because I summoned a particular spirit by name. And had a conversation with them. And they informed me that these were the following things that I needed to do in order to, uh, to obtain or to accomplish this particular outcome or goal that I was desiring. Okay? Now, like I said, you have very few that will tell you that. But not all will tell you. The most, the generalized ones will tell you, oh, no, I didn't do that. I just uh, I worked hard and... Blood, sweat, and tears, and you know you got to work hard for what you for what you want. I don't buy that for a second. You have to work hard for what you want. No, you don't. But anyway, that's besides the point. Like I said, there have been very few that will tell you that. Yes, I summoned or called forth not demons. We're not talking about demons here. We're not talking about evil spirits here. Okay, remember we're still pretending that we are physical, tangible human beings, okay? And they called forth these particular spirits by name and again, basically had a conversation with them asking them, hey, how do I obtain this? How do I get to this point? And basically, that information was shared to them and they took the information and they executed and there you have it, okay? Now, honestly, that is quite normal and natural for the people that have done it. And let me tell you, these are regular basic people, if you will, that will tell you, yes, I don't see a big deal in communicating with either God or either my higher consciousness or either angels or either people that once were, if you will, still pretending that once were in human form, that when they were in human form, they were overly successful, overly wealthy. And so I summoned them forth and asked them, hey, now, how did you do that? Can you tell me how you did it so that I can do it for myself? And that information, again, was shared 
They took the information, they executed it. And so now there you have it. And that is spiritual communication. But that's not bad that you do that. Just like it's not bad if you are communicating with your grandmother or your aunt or your father or whoever that passed on. That's not bad. Because we're all spirits anyway. Do you understand? Spiritual communication is not bad. And so when I hear people say, well, you're you're only supposed to talk to God. We are God. So, but we're basically supposed to talk to ourselves. Think about this. And this is in the Bible. And I've shared this before and I will share it again. Basically, not in these exact words, but basically Jesus said this. I can do some powerful stuff, but you, oh man, you can do better things than what I can do. Yes, I've walked on water. Yes, I've turn uh, water into wine. Yes, I've made the blind see. Yes, I've taken those who were dead and I resurrected them. But you, oh my goodness. Now, I've done some pretty awesome things, but you can do way better than what I can do. And Jesus said this. Now, of course, this is not quoted in the exact words as it came from the Bible, but to sum it up, that's basically what Jesus said. Okay? So, for Jesus to tell you that we are extremely powerful and we can do some incredible things, then how is it possible? Why would you ever think that, well, communicating with any type of spiritual being, that's bad. But of course, you have some that will say, well, what about the ones that do talk to evil spirits? What about the ones who do talk to the demons? Well, just like many people have heard the term when they say, well, well, that's not normal. Well, define normal. So when I hear demon or devil, well, define demon, define devil. What do you mean? You say evil, meaning what? Or you say, well, that's bad, meaning what? Because honestly, people have had, if you will, categorized as bad experiences, but their perception of it was, I'm glad this happened. So for them, it was a good experience and it wasn't bad. They have had experiences with what most people would consider to be bad or if you will quote unquote evil but the perception of what the person actually experienced will say something totally different they'll say well i don't see that as evil i don't see it as being bad because i was able to accomplish this particular outcome while the outsiders the outsiders like no that's bad that's a demon that's a this that's a that that's horrible Regardless of whatever the action was, regardless to whatever the outcome was. It is not for us to point and dictate and declare that's bad, that's evil, you shouldn't do that. And that is the problem with humanity today. That is the problem with the world today is that for the most part, people are always butting into the business of other people. Mind your own goddamn business. If it doesn't concern you, why do you care? If it's not bringing any harm or danger to you, why do you care what a person does? Live your life and allow the person to live their life. Why do you care? 
We are not in position to make judgment and to make declarations to say, oh, that's bad. That's good. You can't do that regardless of whatever your position is in your life. Mind your own goddamn business. Because let me tell you, you would be honestly, you would be surprised at what some people have actually done to obtain their wealth. Do you understand? Not everyone has done, if you will, the quote unquote, the right thing in order to get their money. Not everyone has done the righteous, holy thing, if you will, to get their money. Now, I'm not going to go into detail, but I'll just say this. Some people have done some things that, uh, if you will, they would rather not talk about in order to get their money. Okay, let's just put it that way. While you do have some who had some very interesting ways of how they came into all of this money. Now, of course, that could be the lottery. That could be maybe a family member passed on and left them money. It, I mean, the list goes on of several different things that they a person could have experienced of how exactly they got all of this money. It doesn't matter. But at the end of the day, like I said, it doesn't matter what they did or how they or what they it doesn't matter what they did to get it. It doesn't matter what experience they had in order to get it. It doesn't matter. If if you're living a good life and you're OK and you're happy with what you have, then that's all that matters. But when you when you consciously and you purposely go out of your way to butt into the business of other people and you're overly concerned about what other people are doing. Now you are overstepping your bounds. And when you do that, I'm just going to tell you now. You leave yourself open to, I would just say, certain things could possibly happen to you. I won't say good or bad. I'll just say when you overstep your bounds and when you butt into the business of other people, when you when you forcefully put yourself in the affairs of other people, you open yourself up to a lot of potential things happening to you because you thought that it was the right thing to do to like I said, to overstep your bounds and to butt in and to meddle in the affairs of other people. And you shouldn't do that. You should not do that. Because like I said, none of us are in a position to say what's right and what's wrong. And you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that. You can't do that. Because not every millionaire made their millions the same. Is that true or false? Would you agree or disagree? Not every millionaire did the same thing to make their millions. Now, that's a very, very true statement. Okay. And obviously, that's a very obvious statement as well. We all know, of course, not everybody did the same thing. Okay. So mind your business. Anyway, um, I don't want to get too far off a track here. I'm still talking about the communication of spiritual beings. But that is one thing that does contribute to the communication of spiritual beings. Now, I have also heard people say, well, I sold my soul. Impossible. You cannot. 
This even sounds ridiculous just for me to say it. You sold your soul for something you believe. Think about this. You sold your soul for something that you believe is actually physical and tangible on this, so to speak, physical planet called Earth. So basically, you sold one of the most powerful, one of the most sacred and intimate things, one of the, you basically sold who you actually are. You basically sold who you actually are for physical money and power and fame. Is that the under the understanding I'm I'm getting here? You basically sold yourself for something that is not even physical, or should I say, you basically sold yourself for for a hologram for something that isn't real at all. When you talk about money, well, there is no money. Do you really believe that in the spiritual realm, or if you will, for those of you that are overly religious? Do you really believe that spirits are and angels are really up in heaven spending money? You think that they're up there driving fancy cars and living in big, huge, luxury, multi-billionaire mansions? Is that what you think? I'm sorry. That's, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's not the case. That's not what's going on. There is no money. Money isn't real. It's literally just an add-on bonus. Like, okay, if you are playing a video game, and let's say, let's say for example, you're playing, um, let's say you're playing Call of Duty, right? And as an add-on bonus, you have your character, your standard, regular, basic character who has their skin, their particular gun that they carry, whatever, okay? And so you go to maybe the, the Call of Duty store, and you say, oh, wow, there's a new gun. And there's a new skin. Okay. I'm going to buy this extra gun and this extra skin to go along with my character, which I already have. It's just an added on bonus. It means literally nothing. It's just something that you acquire through a simulation, a video game, if you will. But it means nothing. Because once you put down the controller and you turn off the system. Okay. In other words, once you are no longer participating in this particular simulation that we all know as Earth, there is no spending of physical money. There is no driving of physical cars and living in houses and going to the grocery store and going to the doctor or going to Target and Walmart. You don't do that in the spiritual realm. I'm sorry. And going to the mall to go shopping. Those things just don't happen. I'm sorry. It doesn't work that way. So, in, in, the, in the sense of spiritual communication, okay, it's not bad to have a conversation with the spirit, regardless of whatever is being talked about. It doesn't matter. Because, honestly... And I want to talk to the overly religious people for a second. Honestly, there have been religious people, Christians, Catholics, all walks of life that were or that are religious. And you pray to God asking for something, whether it was a financial blessing, 
whether it was to maybe heal a family member or to bless you with a particular opportunity, but you were asking for something. So you were spiritually communicating with God so that God would provide you with something that you think would make your life better. So imagine if the non-religious people were aware of this and they said, hey, wait a minute, you just basically judge me because think about this. You basically cast judgment on me because let's say I summoned and called forth the spirit of, let's say, John D. Rockefeller. And I had a conversation with him and I said, hey, how did you get all that money? What did you do? Can you show me how to do it? Can you tell me exactly what you did so that I can apply the same principles? So you're basically judging me because I made contact with the spirit of John D. Rockefeller and asked and basically were asking for something to make my life better. But here you are, you're praying to the almighty God and basically are doing the same thing that I'm doing. So what you're doing is good because you're talking to God and what I'm doing is bad because I'm talking to the spirit of a once was human being that was walking the earth. Are you kidding me? Get the fuck out of here. And so with that being said, like I said before, then you wonder why there are so many people that are running from the church instead of to it. Because a lot of religious people you are making these unnecessary judgments on people for no reason and you have no right to. Because you are not holier than thou. You are not in a position to judge anyone and to say you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that. You can't do that. That's not your position. Your position, honestly, is to mind your fucking business and live your own life and be happy. That's your position. Another person's life and their affairs or whatever they're doing should literally have no concern with you. I don't care if, honestly, if they were drinking gasoline in order to get their money, you shouldn't care. It's not your business. It's not your thing. And so basically, I say that to say, again, spiritual communication isn't bad. Whether you are talking to God the Almighty or you are talking to the spirit of a, a person that was once walking this earth, it's not bad. Because in all actuality, when you really stop and look at it, guess what? It's just information. You're exchanging information. You're asking a question of how you accomplish something or how you go about doing something particular so that it can make your existence or, if you will, your life a lot better and more fulfilling for yourself. And for those of you who have a family, if you are asking for something particular, if you are exchanging information, then you are asking for the benefit of not only for yourself, but for your family as well. And why would that ever be a horrible thing to do? Why? Regardless of whether you're talking to the almighty or a spirit that once walked the earth. Why? Why is that bad? So again, I want to tell you and let you know that it isn't a bad thing to spiritually have communication with a being that is not God. But when you think about it on a conscious level, on an energetic level, all things and, all, and everyone is God because you cannot separate the energy. Speaking from an energetic level, from a spiritual level, you cannot separate energy. 
So all things and all people are God, if you will. Okay. So, and like I said, here's the thing. Even if, even if a person was, let's say, communicating with a demon or a devil, let's say that they, let's say that they were, why do you care? Seriously, let's say that they were. Why do you care? Has their communication, ask yourself this question and be honest, seriously. If you're in California and they're, let's say, in, I don't know, Washington, has their communication with the evil spirit somehow affected your life in any type of way? Yes or no? Of course it hasn't. So because their communication with what you consider to be an evil spirit, if that communication with that evil spirit hasn't affected your life in any type of a way, then why the fuck do you care about what they did or didn't do or what they got or what they didn't get? Why do you care? It hasn't affected you. No harm or danger has come to you because of based on what they did. So why do you care? Seriously, that is a question that you need to ask yourself. Their actions have brought absolutely no repercussions to you, no consequences to you, no after effects to you. You shouldn't care. Mind your business. And honestly, you shouldn't even be even if you were even if you were to be, become aware that a person did this. You shouldn't even put yourself in a position in a position to even judge them. Honestly, your reaction should be like this. Hey, did you know that such and such? Well, he talks to demons and devils and that's how he gets like his money. Oh, really? Oh, OK. Well, I guess that's that's on, that's on him. All right. I'm not going to do that, but OK, sure. Look, that should be that should be your reaction. Like you shouldn't. It should be so like not important to you that you don't even care. You're like, yeah, OK, that's well, that's good for him. I'm happy for him. That should be your reaction. But no. The average reaction is this. Oh, my God. He did what? I'm going to pray for him. You know, give me his phone number. I need to talk to him and I need to have I need to have prayer to him. And I'm going to take him to Jesus. And that is so bad. What the fuck? Why do you care? Don't do that. Because honestly. That same person can come to you and say, well, you're communicating with God, right? You say, yes. Well, what if I decided to judge you based on the communication that you did? Because here's the thing. Your communication with the almighty God doesn't affect anyone else. Are you aware of that? Even though, yes, you are communicating with the almighty God, that particular exchange of information doesn't have any type of effect on anyone else. Seriously. What you did is what you did. What you said is what you said. So, again, spiritual communication, regardless of whatever type of being it is, it doesn't matter. And at the end of the day, mind your damn business. <laughs> Seriously. Unless, honestly, unless you're asking someone else, hey, you know what? I really, I see that you're living a good life and you're having these awesome things. What did you do? Can, can you share with me what you did so I can maybe try to get the same things? Unless you're doing that. And when you do that, just at the same time, now be very open 
be very receptive based on what they tell you because they may actually tell you something that you may not necessarily agree with. They say, well, I actually did this. Like, oh, okay. And here's the thing. Even if they tell you something that you don't agree with, don't judge. Just be like, ah, okay, damn. Well, I don't want to do that, but yeah, but thank you anyway. I appreciate you sharing, but now nah, I don't know if I want to do that. And just, you know, thank you anyway, and, just, and then go on about your way. But don't judge them. They'll say, oh, well, you're bad and you're evil. Don't do that. You know, because here's the thing. Just because a person was asking for something and they actually received it, you don't know the intent or the reason as of why they were asking for it. You don't know what they did with it. They could have been given, honestly, they could have been given $100 million. And guess what? And took that $100 million and it helped a whole bunch of starving people and starving kids and helped a whole bunch of people that couldn't help themselves. How do you know that they didn't take that money and use it for that reason? Even though the act of what they did was considered by most evil and bad. How do you how do you know that they didn't take all that money and did something good with it? Now, that does happen. A person may take what is considered to be evil or bad in the eyes of most and they actually did something good with it. And here you are judging them. Oh, you're a devil worshiper and God is going to sentence you straight to hell. Who the fuck do you think you are? How dare you judge me? Because that's exactly what they will say to you. How dare you judge me? You're not perfect. You're in no position to say anything about me or anything that I do. Who the hell do you think you are? So, again, mind your business. Do your own thing. And most importantly, it doesn't matter the spirit in which you are communicating with. It doesn't matter. As long as you are okay with the outcome, and as long as that's something that you are okay with, then that's all that should matter. Seriously. So, and I share all of that to say again that spiritual communication isn't bad. Because all of us, whether we choose to agree or not, we all have, we all have communicated with some form or some type of spiritual being to obtain something particular. We all have, okay? Whether it was God or Jesus or the spirit of a relative, family member, friend, whoever, or even our higher consciousness, we all have communicated with some form of a spirit to obtain something particular. We all have, all of us. We're all guilty, okay? So don't be so quick to judge other people, all right? And and just keep in mind what I said about demonic possession. Understand that, like I said, quantum physics proves that there is no physical realm so it doesn't really make any type of sense for a non-physical being to take control of another non-physical being. That, to me, that just that doesn't make sense. But again, I don't say that to discredit anyone's experience. I don't say that to say, "Oh, you didn't, you didn't actually have that experience. You're, you're faking it. That wasn't written." No, I'm not saying that because whatever experience you had is what you had. But understand this: fear. Honestly, fear is the main reason. Fear is the core of what you are experiencing. A person's fear literally is what's bringing about 
these, if you will, paranormal activities that they are experiencing. Because of your fear, yes, you may maybe see your table move. Because of your fear, yes, uh, maybe your doors may open and close. Because of your fear, yes, you may feel a stillness and a coldness in your immediate vicinity. Because of your fear, yes, you could possibly be open to some kind of, if you will, physical harm. Okay, It is your fear that is basically uh, projecting and dictating the outcome that you are having, uh, if you will, spiritually with these ghosts or spirits, if you will. It is your fear because you are so afraid you are projecting. And let me say, when I say you are projecting, basically, this is what I mean when I say your fear and in the sense of projecting. When a person is afraid of something, for the most part, they are unconsciously projecting the worst possible outcome. They're projecting the worst possible scenario because they're so psychologically terrified. You are projecting that out. And so because you are projecting that out, guess what? You're going to experience what you've projected out. That's your fear because you are, again, because you are so afraid, literally, that again, you are projecting the worst possible scenario possible. You're projecting that out. And so therefore you're going to experience it. But think about it like this. Why would you be afraid of a spirit? What if you decided not to be afraid of a spirit? Because think about it. Here's how I see it. You're afraid because your doors open and closed on their own. You're afraid because something moved all on its own. Think about this. Seriously, I want you to think about this. You're afraid because maybe you feel coldness. You feel a stillness. Maybe you're, you're afraid because your lights turned on and then turned off all by themselves. Well, guess what? Here's something that most people should know. Or should I say, here's something that all people need to know. Energetically speaking, every single thing has its own consciousness. Everything has consciousness and everything has its own vibrational frequency. Which means that just because your lights turned on and on and off by themselves, it doesn't mean that you're being um, haunted by a spirit. Just because your doors opened and closed all by themselves, it doesn't mean that you're being haunted by a spirit. Think about it. Now, even scientists can tell you this. Metaphysics can t meta metaphysics and quantum physics can tell you this. They will tell you, yes. Even doctors can tell you this. Some will tell you this, that yes, everything has its own vibrational frequency. Everything has consciousness, meaning, okay, uh, does my door have consciousness? Yes. Does my lights have consciousness? Yes. Oh, does my chairs and table have consciousness? Yes. Does my chairs and table, do they have their own vibrational frequency? Yes. Wow. Everything has its own vibrational frequency. Everything has consciousness. I've talked about this. I've shared this information. So just because, think about it. And here's the thing. Here's another thing to understand. Everything in the universe, it's actually moving. Are you aware of that? A scientist can tell you this. Some doctors can attest to this. They'll tell you this. Everything in existence is 
already moving. Everything in existence is actually moving. Nothing is at a standstill. All things are moving because all things have its has its own vibrational frequency. So again, it doesn't mean that you're being haunted by an evil spirit. How do you know that these things are moving? Because here's the thing. These things are moving, so to speak, if you will, based on the vibrational frequency of it. But like I said before, the reason why these things are moving, because you are psychologically projecting outwardly the worst possible scenario. You are taking your fears and you are projecting them outward. And so because you are projecting them outward, you're going to you're going to experience what you've projected out because it came from inside to come out. And now that it's out, now it's going to come back to you because you projected it out. Do you understand? Do you do you understand the dynamic here of what you're doing? You are projecting something outward. And so now you are experiencing it. Entrepreneurs will tell you this. Wealthy, successful people will tell you this. They'll say, if you want to experience something particular, they will tell you to visualize, to live as if it already is. And when you have fear of something, that's exactly what you're doing. You're living as if something already is and you're projecting it out. And when you project it out, you're going to experience, you're going to experience it because you are living as if it already is. You are visualizing it. You are projecting it. You are seeing yourself in it. You see yourself as clear as day, experiencing this worst possible outcome. And now you are experiencing it. That's what it is. So your fear, honestly, it is your fear that is projecting and creating this evil presence, if you will. Think about it. And like I said, even entrepreneurs know this. Scientists know this. Overly successful billionaires and millionaires, they know this. Because they tell you, okay. Even monks know this. That's okay. You want to have a particular experience? Visualize it and live as if the wish is already fulfilled. See yourself experiencing the very thing that you want to experience. Touch it. Use all your senses to interact with it. Visualize it. See yourself doing it. See yourself having it, smelling it, touching it, holding it, everything. And when you are, when you are incredibly terrified, that's exactly what you're doing. You are projecting the worst possible scenario outcome and you're projecting it out. And because you're projecting it out, now you're experiencing it. Do you understand? So that is your projection. Your fear, should I say, your fear is enabling these paranormal activities. Your fear is creating, is dictating these spirit, these evil spirit uh, presence in your house. It's your fear because you are so incredibly afraid you are creating it. That's what it is. Good day.